European Union negotiators secured a deal on the world's first comprehensive artificial intelligence rules. So will the United States follow suit? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, former President Donald Trump files a notice to appeal an immunity ruling. Plus, social media platform X has reinstated the account of Alex Jones. But first... European Union negotiators secured a deal on the world's first comprehensive artificial intelligence rules. The agreement paves the way for legal oversight of AI technology that has promised to transform everyday life and has reignited warnings of its existential dangers to humanity. For more, let's bring in Oz Sultan, the chief strategist with the Sultan Interactive Group. Oz, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. So there's been a race to this. We've talked about it before. Europe has now reached a provisional deal on landmark EU rules governing the use of artificial intelligence. What's in this initial framework? That's correct. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, the first thing that's that's going to actually get changed by this is that the European Union and the United States have a, a set of data privacy guidelines that comply with GDPR, which was passed a few years ago. And those are the data pr protection guidelines for the European Union. Um, but what's coming off of this legislation, uh, primarily which got thorny over the issue of recognition, is the simple fact that if you think about just the, the supply chain that you go through over the course of the day, Google has certain artificial intelligence tools that they're leveraging upon the, you know, their clients, their users. Um, so there may be impacts to say something like Google Analytics being deployed. Um, secondarily, the large language models that um, are increasingly sucking in tremendous amounts of are more than likely going to become either restricted or are going to have to uh, comply with um, guidelines in the, U the EU that are, are sort of being set for just uh, constraints in these things. And the, the interesting thing about this is that uh, with the LLMs working in multiple uh, domiciles now, that if they create one standard for the EU, this may actually impact cascading standards for where they go in the rest of the world, uh, simply because it's hard to operate multiple versions of the same model trained in different things with limitations on how they can work. It's also going to um, extend into European partners. So this could go into the Nordic countries. This could ostensibly go into you know the top of the MENA region, um, but it is going to affect a lot of different things. Um, so, you know, in the short term, we can expect a, a potential reset of data privacy guidelines in between the U.S. and the EU. In the long term, we're looking at uh, potentially brand new ways by which all of these artificial intelligence companies are going to have to operate within the European Union proper, um, as well as potentially some of their, you know, sister relationships across territories. So I want to dig in a little bit to this. The tentative plan includes the government's use of AI in biometric surveillance and how to regulate AI systems such as ChatGPT. So what exactly does this entail and how will that work? So if you think about this now, if you go to Whole Foods today, you know, you can pay with a palm scanner. 
if you go into uh, a variety of different locations, you can use a retinal scanner, you can use a biometric thumbprint, you have, hell, your phones are, are locked with a biometric thumbprint or a fingerprint. All of this data, which is now being clustered and being fed into certain artificial intelligence models, is going to be restricted in terms of fair use and then also the provisioning of privacy to, um, to citizens within the European Union. The European Union also has this uh, right to forget law, which is going to have major cascading impacts on AI companies. I mean, if someone goes and files something with the EU and says, hi, I want to be removed from Google, these days you can do it. But the next thing that's going to happen is someone says, hi, I want maybe my research, my stuff about me to be forgotten from OpenAI or from Dolly or from another model where their assets and their input had come in. These companies are now responsible for performing that. And it's not an immediate change, but this is something that's more than likely coming in the next 12 months. And so this is going to change how they operate in country. This is going to change how they operate inside of the European Union. Um, and this is also going to change how, you know, information is able to be rendered. So I would anticipate that with deeper, you know, access to data, American AI um, platforms are, are more than likely going to render more. It, again, if you're paid and you're a 4.0 user in the European Union, they may render less. And these restraints that are being put in by the government are more than likely going to not just restrict a lot of this biometric information to keep things a little bit safer, um, but they may set a benchmark guideline for how these AIs are, are operating on a, a far larger global basis. Now, with the political agreement, the EU moves towards becoming the first major power to enact laws governing AI. Will the United States follow suit? And if so, when? It's going to be interesting to see, you know, Elizabeth Warren just introduced uh, semi onerous cryptocurrency re regulations today. Um, we in the administration push forward, you know, some AI edicts, but they're not very thorny like the European Union ones are. And at the same point in time, they don't have as much teeth as the European Union ones do. I think that this baseline that's being set may set a precedent for American lawmakers, but I still think that the issue of privacy, security, and biometric security is something that, that needs to be brought up. And that hasn't really been addressed for us, and that's been addressed very minimally by state legislatures, uh, the only ones that are really kind of getting into it. Michigan and a few other states in the Midwest um, that have moved down the path of looking at this. But overall, you know, it's, it's still a very broken tapestry of regulation in the United States. Um, it is more than likely it'll be impacted by this, but how much it gets impacted is yet to be seen. Uh, Sultan, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Former President Donald Trump has filed a notice indicating that he will appeal a ruling that he does not have immunity from prosecution in his federal election case. Meanwhile, the special counsel has asked the Supreme Court to decide. Donald Trump is facing a slew of state and federal criminal charges as the Republican presidential frontrunner enters the heat of the campaign season ahead of the 2024 election. Those trials could keep him tied in court and off the campaign trail. But his legal team is readying what might be his best shot at avoiding spending much of next year on trial. 
an appeal claiming immunity that could go all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. Special Prosecutor Jack Smith charged Trump with a series of schemes in an effort to cling to power after he lost the 2020 election. So this uh, ridiculous indictment against us, it's not a legal case. Trump has pleaded not guilty, and his legal team moved to dismiss those charges, arguing that as president, he had immunity for actions he took in office. The judge overseeing the trial rejected that bid, saying it would grant former presidents what she called a lifelong get-out-of-jail-free pass. But this week, Trump's lawyers said they plan to appeal that and move to halt all proceedings, arguing in a court filing that his appeal stops the case from progressing in its entirety. The special counsel's office has indicated in court filings that they will ask the U.S. Court of Appeals to expedite its review of the issue. Previously, prosecutors have accused Trump of attempting to delay and disrupt the trial schedule at every opportunity. Trump was indicted in August by Smith after a series of schemes to halt the transfer of power to Biden after he lost the 2020 election. It is unclear how long a delay Trump's appeal may create, but if the appeals court does not quickly rule and the Supreme Court decides to take the case, a previously scheduled March trial is highly unlikely, and the case may be in limbo for months. Delays appear likely in other criminal trials as well, in Georgia, New York, and Florida. Social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, has reinstated Alex Jones. The move comes after a poll organized by owner Elon Musk backed his return after a ban of nearly five years. Elon Musk, in a post on his social media platform X, said on Sunday that the account of right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones has been reinstated. The return of Alex Jones to the site formerly known as Twitter comes after a poll organized by Musk backed his reinstatement after a ban of nearly five years. Close to two million votes were cast by the time the poll closed, with about 70% voting in favor of restoring the at real Alex Jones account. Soon after reappearing on the platform, Jones began accumulating followers. His account was permanently banned by the social media platform's previous owners on September 6, 2018, citing violations of its behavior policies. The ban came weeks after Apple, YouTube, and Facebook took down podcasts and channels from Jones, citing community standards. Last year, Jones was ordered to pay nearly $1.5 billion in damages to relatives of victims in the Sandy Hook school shooting, for falsely claiming they were actors who staged the tragedy as part of a government plot to seize Americans' guns. Since Musk took over the social media platform, X has reinstated other previously suspended accounts, including that of former President Donald Trump. Musk has since sought to reassure users and advertisers that such a decision would be made with the consideration of a content moderation council. But Musk has gone from seeking to reassure advertisers to cursing them out the billionaire unleashed a profanity-laden tirade against advertisers that have fled X over anti-Semitic content. The F-bombs flew at a New York Times dealbook event last month after Musk apologized for an anti-Semitic post he reshared that falsely claimed members of the Jewish community were stoking hatred against white people with the comment, quote, You have said the actual truth.
Thanks so much for watching in America Today. I'm Veronica Dudo. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.